BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Let's get it going on the Arrowhead Attic Podcast, a part of the fan-sided podcasting network and arrowheadattic.com. The weekly show returns as we get ready to gear up for some NFL football. I'm Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. And joining me as always is my co-host Sterling Holmes. You can follow him on Twitter at HomestretchKC. Sterling, we're back. I love this. We're back and we got huge news. This is fun. This Probably have the right biggest here. news of the show, uh, yeah. of the show's history. Yeah, the biggest news of not only this show's history, it's not only the biggest news in Kansas City, it's the biggest news, I would say, nationwide right now, outside of COVID, outside of terrible things. This is the best positive news we have in the nation right now. Let's start with my favorite portion of the news is Patrick Mahomes. And a 10-year deal worth $450 million, leaves NFL fans walking away saying Patrick Mahomes is underpaid, Sterling. How in the (laughs) world did Brett Veach pull this off? It's a very team-friendly half billion dollars. We'll (laughs) say that. Team-friendly half billion. To be honest, I don't know how Brett Veach did it. From having $177, where everyone was like, they can't even buy a PS4 to play Madden, so all of a sudden, you, you get Mahomes, you get Chris Jones, you, you restructure Sammy Watkins. You have all these pieces that are coming back. And I think every GM, everyone around the league is just left speechless. At, at this point, I, I pose this question, is Brett Veach the best GM in the NFL right now? I think after this wizardry, you almost have to think he is. I think he absolutely is because you, you just think about what the Chiefs have been able to accomplish you know, in recent history. And – you know, Dorsey's biggest issue was his cap situation, and now Brett Veach, you, you move on to Brett Veach, and he turns this offseason into this magical experience. It's, it's unfortunate. It's clouded with the stuff you mentioned, the pandemic, uh, and, and a lot of other terrible things. But in terms of football, this is extremely positive. And, you know, you listened to the last time that we talked, we didn't think that Mahomes would sign this year. I mean, uh, we both agree that it would be another offseason before he gets signed. So to even convince Mahomes uh, to sign this early, and again, a $450 million deal is widely viewed as team-friendly, if not underpaying Mahomes. 
I, I don't know where to go from here. And, and really, uh, I think it's safe to say the Chiefs have never had a signing like this. No, it, they've not had a signing like this. The NFL hasn't really seen a signing like this. It, I don't think this is going to become the new norm. I don't think 10-year deals will become the new normal. I, I think Patrick Mahomes is a special case. Maybe one other player I could think of right now that could command this, and that's probably Deshaun Watson. Um, but I, it's just mind-blowing that this is happening in Kansas City after all of the struggles to find your franchise guy, whether it was Brady Quinn, Tyler Thigpen, you, you know, the, the whole long line of underperforming quarterbacks. You finally found your guy. Brett Veach was not going to let him walk. He was not going to make him uh, have to choose between testing his market on the free agency. Brett Veach got it done. Patrick Mahomes is happy. He's locked up. And it does leave the team room to work with not only now, but for the future. And you mentioned having the guy. That's an understatement for Mahomes. How crazy is that? I mean, having Deshaun Watson is having that guy. They found the best quarterback of all time in Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's what Kansas City has looked forward to, and they, they've already experienced it, obviously. Uh, but it's watching the best quarterback of all time for the next 10 years. And outside of some just gruesome, devastating injury, which you rarely see at the quarterback position, he's going to be electric for these next 10 years. Of course, I know there's obviously some loopholes where they might rework the deal, and he might not play out this entire 10-year stretch on this current contract. But nonetheless, He's going to be in Kansas City for a long, long time, and he's going to be the best quarterback for a long, long time. I, I think the, the part here is he's going to be the best quarterback for a long, long time, but he probably won't be the highest-paid quarterback for a long, long time. If we're being honest, these first four years, he's cheaper than Ryan Tannehill. And then after that, you, you got to look at what's going to happen when the CBA goes up, when things go back to normal, and the CBA completely rises. If he's getting paid, you know, 45, maybe even 50 million, do you not think that maybe a Lamar Jackson or, or a Russell Wilson or a Deshaun Watson, when they restructure their deals, if they get these smaller term deals and wait for the CBA to explode, they could be making even more than Patrick Mahomes is currently making. So for, the, for Kansas City, it's a win-win. For Mahomes, you have to say it's a win-win because this type of long-term security is just so massive. It's hard to feel this is anything other than an A-plus for both sides. And you mentioned the CBA, and that's what surprised me the most is that Mahomes didn't wait uh, as we see the cap go up and we were continuing to see it go up. Because I think that even, even with this season, which who knows what's going to happen, and you can, you can disagree if you want to. I want to hear your opinion on this. But I think uh, unlike most sports, the NFL will not see a huge drop-off in revenue uh, because, one, their TV product is amazing. But, yes, you're going to lose the season tickets. You're going to lose ticket sales most likely. Uh, it's highly, highly unlikely that if we get a season, you're going to be able to fill up Arrowhead Stadium. But the NFL, unlike the rest of the sports, their TV product is not just a, a goodwill a product. It is the TV product, and not just in sports, in anything. You constantly look at the ratings, and that's what drives these networks. That's what keeps these networks alive. They're outrating TV shows. They're outrating live sports. It's the one thing as a nation that we will sit down and we will watch all together 
on the, at the exact same time, on the exact same channel, watching the exact same commercials. So to me, and I don't know how realistic this is for the NFL to do this if they have to go this route with no fans, but to me, the NFL, unlike any other sport, holds all the power in their hands to go to CBS, to go to Fox, and to demand even more money uh, for yeah. the fact that we can't go to games. So they're going to get even more traffic than they already got. So to me, the NFL is in prime position to barely hardly lose any money in the scenario because of the fact that they're in such high demand and they have so many options tv wise again even with full stadiums they were outrating anything you could put on television they were carrying entire networks by themselves and now all those people in arrowhead have to sit at home just like you and me and watch the Chiefs. yeah so yeah no. i think that this is amazing for the nfl yeah i was actually about to say the exact same thing you know, even without the fans in the games, those fans are still going to be watching. We know this. And everyone is so starved for anything to take their mind off of the negative, all of the negative news. Everyone wants something positive. And football is seemingly positive. Whether, whether or not it's the Browns and the Bills, whether it's the Miami Dolphins playing the Cincinnati Bengals, or if it's the Chiefs and the Ravens, you're going to watch it. You, there, that's something positive, something to take your mind off of all of the negativity in the world right now, something just to, to help. And they are in the best spot possible. They get to see what Major League Baseball does. They get to see what the NBA does. I mean, the NFL could not have had this land at a better time as far as uh, in comparison to the other leagues. Yeah, and, and to your credit, they're going to take the best of the NFL and take the, I mean, excuse me, take the best of the MLB and NBA products and, and see where they went right and where they went wrong and incorporate all of that to their game and to their television product, which is already miles ahead uh, of those other sports. I mean, it's more fun, truly, uh, to watch a game on TV, uh, depending on where you live, obviously. I mean, if you, if you live three hours away from an NFL stadium, uh, why not just sit at home and watch Red Zone and watch uh, all the games on television? Because they've made it so accessible. They've made it so easy and enjoyable to flip around to these games. Whereas at a, at a game itself, you're already locked into just that one game. So people had already been leaning towards the TV product. And now with that being the only option and the, the opportunity that the NFL has to mic up more players to uh, do what the XFL did and maybe let you listen to a couple of play calls or something like that. Uh, you know, taking the best of, of all uh, these television products we're going to see without fans is going to make them even more compelling to watch. And you, and you said it best at this point in this juncture in life, there is no one who's going to turn their nose up at Thursday night football at Monday night football. I mean, you had diehard NFL fans the last few years, just not watching, you know, whenever it's the, the Browns and the Bills. You know, you, they just weren't interested. That's not the case this year as we've been so starved for anything positive and anything sports-related. So you're going to see a huge climb, in my opinion, in TV revenue and TV um, ratings. So this is so positive for the NFL that, again, I don't see having that massive reduction in revenue the same way that, that the NBA is preparing for, the same way that Major League Baseball is preparing for. I don't see that happening with the NFL. Yeah, I, I truly don't see that happen either. I, I think the NFL is also one of the few sports where watching on TV could be better than the game. Again, I love going to Arrowhead. It's a lot of fun. But consistently, I, one, I could be the outlier. I hate the cold. You know, call me soft all you want. That's fine. I hate the cold. I like being warm. I mean, I like going to baseball games because it's fun sitting in the sun and just baking all day. You know, NBA games are fun because they're different. It's a different type of atmosphere. 
NFL is one of, the, one of the few sports where I like to go to about one or two a year, but it's also so much fun to watch on TV, whereas NBA and baseball I don't think has the same uh, TV viewing experience that the NFL personally has. I, I totally agree with you. And, and this is going to sound blasphemous to say in a market like Kansas City and, 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 and the home of the Chiefs, but to me, even Arrowhead, is, it's so much more enjoyable. Uh, to go to a game on Monday night or Thursday night or one of those random Saturday night games when you know you're not missing something. And maybe that's just my nerdy football side, my FOMO. I don't want to miss another game. Uh, I have three screens going on Sundays. That way I don't miss anything. Uh, you know, I have the Chiefs on. I have two other games on. I'm following along on Twitter. So I love doing that more so than just sitting and, and being locked into even only the Chiefs. I love the primetime games in Arrowhead where you're not missing anything. Uh, more than I love going to every single noon start. So, I, And I think that it's a credit to the NFL for making me that way because you said it best, baseball and the NBA. You care about those sports if you're a fan of, of either. You really only truly care about your team. You're really only truly a diehard fan of your team in the sense of watching it night in and night out. You're going to watch way more Royals games than you are any other MLB team. And if Kansas City had an NBA team, it would be the same way. So – I think that the NFL gets credit for that as well of, of making their TV products and their teams so enjoyable to watch their sport. So enjoyable to watch that. I want to follow every team and not just the chiefs. If I go to a thunder game, I don't have that FOMO of missing a great night of NBA basketball, even though the product is great. The NBA is great. I don't have that same FOMO that I do. If I go to a chiefs game at noon, whenever it's a full slate of football and we only have 17 weeks of this. So I think that uh, again, the NFL, we keep repeating it is in a great position right now, even with no likely no ticket sales or at like 25% ticket sales. So circling back to the Mahomes contract, circling back to Brett Veach, the way they got this deal structured was the perfect way to keep Chris Jones. I know this is a great transition into this, so I, I want to keep rolling with this. I said when the Mahomes deal got done, that was the first concrete step I saw of them trying to resign Chris Jones. I go, this deal allows you to sign Chris Jones for about three to four seasons. What do they do? They get a four-year deal done. Uh, obviously, the bridges weren't completely burned. I thought that could have been the case considering Chris Jones. He, he seemed angry on Twitter a few times. We mm -hmm. saw a few outbursts from him. But eventually, the deal got done. Uh, and I think it's just credit to Mahomes and Brett Veach allowing that four-year deal to be in, uh, into a half-billion-dollar contract and somehow still work out perfectly. So let's talk about Chris Jones. And, and it ties into Mahomes, like you said. First of all, let's just get this out of the way. Uh, the Mahomes contract, 10 years, 450. It was easy for the casual fans to, to make jokes about it and, and make jokes about how, you know, in, in a few years, Mahomes will be playing with no one as his contract is so big. But what you just said is really what people need to understand. Even though the contract on paper, you know, on the headline makes you take a step back because it's so much money, they can't make this move with Chris Jones. They cannot sign uh, these elite players without Mahomes taking that big contract. So Mahomes has shown that he's more than just talk. He, he is a quarterback uh, who is willing to uh, take team-friendly deals and team-friendly structure of deals uh, in order for the team to re-sign re and retain elite talents like Chris Jones. And for Chris Jones, let's start here. What was your confident, confidence level I take you back to Thursday of last week, uh, or, or even this weekend. Uh, as you mentioned, the, the Twitter stuff was happening. Uh, one minute, it seems like he's very excited to be a Chief. The next minute, he's going off. It seems like he's going off in the Chiefs with subtweets. 
what was your confidence level at even Monday uh, about this deal? As someone who's in the market, someone who's you know, going on 810 and ESPN in Kansas City, what did you feel like about this Chris Jones deal on Monday? Uh, I, I thought there was about a 10% chance of it getting done. I go, you know, maybe he plays on the franchise tag this year. Maybe he sits out. I don't know. To be honest, I, I had very low expectations at that point. All of a sudden, this comes through. And then you look at the numbers, you look at the way Brett Veach calculated this, and it goes, this makes too much sense. Brett Veach was just a mastermind at getting this done. Again, I had no confidence. I, I, I truly didn't. I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. I just didn't think anything was going to happen. And this is why I think we have to trust Brett Veach, even when it looks dark, even when it looks like something is not going to get done or it's not going to happen. You got to take a step back and think, you know what? We have Brett Veach. We have what seemingly looks like the new best GM in football, and he will find a way to make it happen. So I'm like you. I mean, I, I, I was so sure nothing would happen. I, I was sure. He even threatened, if you remember, you know, in this Twitter storm, to sit out this year and to hold out like Le'Veon Bell did. And I thought that it was over. I thought that the bridges were burned, as you mentioned. And the fact that they were able to pull this off just brought me so much joy. And, I, and I'll be the first to admit the Mahomes contract caught me off guard. It caught me totally off guard um, because uh, that day I happened to not be on Twitter. I was getting things ready for Locked On Royals and Locked On Thunder. Uh, I was trying to get ready for all of that, media availabilities and things like that. And I just wasn't on Twitter that morning. And then all of a sudden <clears throat> I get that notification from Adam Scheffner. And I'm telling you, my heart dropped in the best way possible. I was so over the moon. And then the Chris Jones contract kind of hit me the same way. I was so surprised because you and I both agreed uh, this was not going to happen before opening day on September 10th. So it's amazing what Brett Veach has pulled off. And let's talk about the X's and O's now. Uh, I know that we're super, super, super excited about this. I'm sure the audience can tell in our voices that we're super excited about these two deals. But for Chris Jones, let's take the four-year lifespan of this contract. I'm going to give you a one to 10 scale, one to 10, 10 being the, the most confident. How confident are you that at that year four mark, Chris Jones is an elite pass rusher? I'd probably say about an eight, eight to a nine. I, I, I'm fairly certain Chris Jones in his talent level and his athleticism and his current body of work and his worth, work ethic. Uh, I'm still fairly confident that man is going to be a beast when his four years are up. I don't know if there's going to be enough money at that point to re-sign him and keep all the offensive weapons around Patrick, but that's a, a topic for another day. As far as seeing Chris Jones being elite after four seasons or for these four seasons, I, I, I think so. What about you? Yeah, for me, you said the best eight. I mean, on the field, I don't question anything about him. Off the field, I think he's a great guy, a funny guy nonetheless, but a great guy, and, and he works hard. The only reason that I think is stopping us from being a 10 or at least for me you can correct me if I'm wrong for you but is the injury history I, and yep. playing defensive line you're literally getting in a car crash every single snap so that's the only thing hindering me from being a 10. Yeah no that, that's exactly what I was thinking it's not against Chris Jones he hasn't really had any I would say catastrophic injuries but he gets a couple of nicks here he gets a you know a couple of ankle here it's nothing like it's it's been that bad so far the same time like you said there is a little bit of injury concern there. It's honestly with every single player. You know, Patrick Mahomes got the same conversation with his, mm -hmm. with his knee and his ankles. You know, that, that's just a fact of football. It's football. It's not, you know, 
baseball where it's non-contact, although there's a lot of elbow injuries, you know, but say if you're a right fielder, the odds of you getting hurt are very slim. You're playing football. It's just the nature of the game. So uh, it'd be tough for me to find a 10. I'd still say Patrick's a 10 because I don't think we've ever seen a quarterback like him. If you're going to place a bet, you place it on Patrick. As far as Chris Jones go, that's about as safe as a bet as you can make. But again, the, the little injury concerns do make it probably an eight or a nine for me instead of that 10. That's a good distinction. It's nothing against Chris Jones. And it's not even that I'm so overly concerned about the calf and things that he's dealt with, the nicks and bruises. It's just the nature of the position. With Mahomes, you mentioned the knee and the ankle. Uh, the knee on a quarterback snake seems like a fluke to me. Getting stepped on repeatedly over and over again on your ankle seems like a fluke to me. Uh, but By your own offensive lineman at, at one point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but for Chris Jones, it's just the nature of his specific position. He does not have the protections that quarterbacks do. He's literally scientifically feeling the impact of a car crash every single time the ball is snapped. And so I still feel like he's going to be elite in four years. I don't think that he'll deal with any sort of nagging injury that ruins his, his career or ruins this four-year deal, but it is a strong possibility that keeps us from being a 10. So that's a good distinction. It's nothing he's done. It's nothing against him, but it's just his position. He's not protected the way a quarterback is protected. Does this make you nervous at all that there's so much lo uh, money locked up between two players on the defensive line? It, it, does it make you a little bit wary that not only is Frank Clark and Chris Jones, they're both getting paid over $20 million per season. Does that make you a little scared? So you're asking me this at 3.13 p.m. If you asked me at 3.15, at 3, you know, I would have a different answer for you because on one hand, no, because – and here's why I look at these two guys as elite. I look at Frank Clark as elite, Chris Jones is elite when they're healthy. And we saw last year what two elite guys do for the rest of your defensive line. They made Emmanuel Agba look incredible. And I've watched Emmanuel Agba since Oklahoma State, and he hasn't looked that good. So on one hand, although it's a lot of money locked up, they're going to elevate the performance of everyone else. The same way Mahomes, I think, has the ability to elevate the performance of every other receiver or pass-catching target you put around him. But on the other hand, you're totally right. If you can't get that elite performance from an Emmanuel Agba-type player, and they are double-teaming Frank Clark, so he's ineffective, and, and you only then have Chris Jones left to be a distractor, or vice versa. It's, it's not a sure thing, uh, but just that we saw these two guys and what they can do on the field and we saw what they can do and open up for others on the field. I feel a lot more confident just seeing them, these, this tandem play together than otherwise. Now, if the Frank Clark trade just got made and this, and the contract just got signed and we hadn't seen him on the field yet, uh, I would be much more concerned. Uh, and maybe this is just being a blind optimist as we are so excited about the, these contracts and for the prospect of football returning. Uh, but that's where I'm at right now with those two guys. And that's very fair. I don't think this is like a L.A. Rams situation at all. I think that's a pretty poor comparison because they overpaid for a bad quarterback. They overpaid for an injured running back. I think these are two different uh, comparisons. What I will say is I don't want this to end up like the Detroit Tigers. You know the Detroit Tigers when they had, you know, all the top-heavy players of Victor Martinez, J.D. Martinez, Miguel Cabrera, uh, Justin Verlander. They had all these top-heavy guys, but then they filled out the rest of the roster with – you know, basically quad A players. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want it to happen for this team. And the thing is, I don't think Brett Veach will allow it to happen. We've seen Brett Veach hit on so many guys that it gives me confidence. He's hit on guys like Mike Pinnell, Traverius Ward, 
uh, Juan Thornhill. He's been hitting on his draft picks. He didn't trade away the first rounders or some second rounders for a cornerback last year. That set the Chiefs up not only for the current, but for the future, keeping their draft assets. I just think that this team is built a little bit differently. And you got to also think Anthony Hitchens is getting paid a good amount of money right now to not really play the way he's uh, getting paid to be played. And I love Anthony Hitchens. I think he is one of the leaders on this defense as far as getting players set in place and being the quiet, unsung guy. At the same time, we got to realize he's making a lot of money. Once his contract is off of the books, that's even more money to work with to, uh, you know, hopefully build around the linebacking core, maybe fix the cornerback spots a little bit. So I think overall I'm pretty comfortable. I trust Brett Veach, and I trust him to hit on these average players more so than try to draft and develop another Chris Jones. And, you know, last topic before we get out of here, correct me if I'm wrong, but in these four years, we both agree that there's a strong, strong, strong chance Chris Jones remains elite. I think that for the next four years, we have that same confidence in Frank Clark, even maybe a little bit less, but still uh, relatively high confidence in Frank Clark. Uh, so I know that NFL trades are fluid, but if something did arise and something went wrong, I do think that these numbers are not so outrageous that Brett Veach, of all people, could not get some assets back for them in return if they, if they went the trade market route and needed to bolster up some other uh, spot on the roster. Well, while I want to agree with you, the, the reason why I would say I caused a pause is look at Justin Houston and look at Eric Berry. Mm-hmm. No one thought that when those guys signed those contracts that there wouldn't be a trade market for those guys. And there wasn't. And, and, and that's what it comes down to is even though it looked good on paper and we never thought Justin Houston especially probably would ever just, like, just fall off like that, injuries are a part of the game. Stuff happens. Unexpected things happen. And while right now we say, well, at least Frank Clark or Chris Jones would have that trade value, that's true. But if something along the lines of an Eric Berry injury or a Justin Houston injury arise, maybe we're not looking at the same trade value that we once thought. That's a great point. And another, another distinction from baseball and basketball where you do see these guys regress from one year to the next, uh, rapidly regress from one year to the next. You mentioned the Rams and what they did. Uh, but yeah, right now I'm, I'm leaning towards more positive, but you're right. I, I mean, we've said it all throughout this conversation. One minute to the next, it looks totally different whenever you consider the, the fact of Frank Clark and Chris Jones being locked up with that much money tied to them in the same position group. But Sterling, this was so fun to get back on track, get back to the weekly episodes. Next week, we're going to continue to talk, of course, about Patrick Mahomes, our Lord and Savior, Chris Jones, obviously, and then we're going to talk about the Redskins name change, uh, the Cowboys and the Dak Prescott situation, Cam Newton, and then will there be a football season next year? Sterling, this was fun. I'm glad that we're back to a weekly show on AeroHadak.com. I love having this back. This is so fun. If you want me to leave you guys with a funny story before we go, I, I'm, all, I'm all aboard doing this. Go ahead. So I was at hy V the other day, uh, you know, sponsored by Kansas City, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I was at hy V yesterday. My girlfriend and I were, and we were wearing masks and our hats because, you know, it's, you have to wear a mask in hy V. We get recognized by a bartender at our old favorite bar, which has since closed down, which is sad. But before COVID, we used to go all the time. And we're always, we're wondering, there wasn't a lot of people there, but we like this bar. We get recognized in full mask. I have long hair right now, looking like Zach Grinky, and I'm wearing a hat. And he still goes, hey, wait a minute. You guys used to go to our bar, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't know whether to be proud or to be ashamed or if I have an alcohol problem because getting recognized in full mask and a hat with a completely different hairstyle is 
It's impressive. Uh, I was almost impressed by this. Yeah, that was quite a way to end the show. I will break it down <laughs> like this to you. No matter what you think it means, you know, in terms of being an alcoholic, at least it means you're a good person because the bouncer would, you know, the bartender would not remember you so distinctly if you were not a good person, at least not Thank to, you. to friendly interact with you at, at, at Hy-Vee. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's Sterling Holmes. You can follow him on Twitter at HomestretchKC. Check him out on ESPN Kansas City and his new Facebook live show on ESPN Kansas City Facebook. Sterling, uh, tell us about that real quick. Yeah, so I've been doing a show. Uh, I don't know if you guys listen to 810. If you listen to 810, you probably heard of me. You probably heard of Darren Smith. Uh, we do a lot of stuff on our shows on Sundays live on 810. But we also are doing a daily show while our ESPN KC shows are on hiatus because of the virus. So Darren Smith, myself, started a show on Facebook Live called Home Stretch with the Ship. Uh, it's going really, really well, getting a ton of views. Uh, we've had some very good guests so far. We've had Adam Teicher come on. Uh, we had Michelle Tafoya come on at, at one point. Uh, we had Mark Collins, two-time Super Bowl champion Mark Collins. So a lot of good views. You get to see our, our beautiful faces. Uh, we just talk sports and the world of sports, especially Kansas City. Uh, Ryland, I believe, is going to be coming on sometime soon. So all in all, it's off to an extremely good start. It's every day, 4 to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. Go check out Sterling's new Zach Grinky haircut. One more time, give him the Facebook page again. Yeah, it's on ESPN Kansas City Facebook page, or you can find it on Darren Smith. It's on his personal page as well. Awesome. Sterling, again, this is awesome. I'm glad that we're back to a weekly show with the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Next week, you can hear us talk all about Mahomes again, the Redskins and the debacle that they've created for themselves you know, in the name change, and now with a ticking time bomb within the Washington Post that should drop here in the next five or ten minutes. So we'll see what all transpires on that front. As always, it's a mess in Washington. But – be good and be good to one another. For Sterling Holmes, I'm Rylan Stiles, and we'll see you next time on the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.